Hello and welcome. My name is Andrew Potter, the host of the Hemp Collective podcast, the podcast dedicated to interviewing guests who are authorities in all things hemp. My goal is to build a knowledge base by speaking with enlightening and thought-provoking hemp experts who are realizing the full potential of this amazing plant. Each week we discuss how their work in hemp can positively affect the world from environmental impact of hemp, the new hemp economy, and how local communities can benefit from hemp here in Australia and elsewhere. So join me as I interview this week's Hemp Guru. Today I'm speaking with uh, Natasha Kemke from Wild Weaves. She's based in Nepal. Good, uh, good morning, good afternoon, uh, Natasha. Yeah, uh, greetings. Uh, Andrew, thank you so much for inviting me to your platform. You're welcome. So tell me, how did you get started with Wild Weaves? So uh, Wild Weaves started uh, with a passion, you can say, and actually my profession is fashion designing. I'm a fashion designer by profession. So I always had this thing in me that I want to start something related to natural fabrics on my own line as a boutique kind of thing. That was the first thing that started in my mind with natural fabrics. So uh, I thought that, okay, I'm from Nepal. What is the most strength of Nepal? So hemp is something that just grows in the wild of here. I've been seeing since my childhood, like, you know, just uh, cannabis plant uh, in everywhere, everywhere, just grows everywhere. And hemp industry started taking uh, rise since 20 years. And since last five, six years, it started coming too much into my attention kind of thing because it became my personal interest to start something which with natural fabrics and uh, seeing the potential of nepal and uh, what resources it it can give and what potential we have with this wonder plant i would say like so that's how while we've started with a passion and i'm a nature lover as well and I want to do something for the community, like there's an emotional attachment for the community as well, uh, who work under this because they are still farmers who are uh, into this industry. Like, you know, it is still the social enterprise or people who are working for it, like uh, handicraft industry. So we serve uh, Nepal thrives into basically with the handicraft and handloom industry still. So uh, what better than that? That's what my, my my thought process said, like, okay, let's do it. So with the passion converted uh, into like something, okay, this is something the world should know, market. So I went to Mumbai, I was there. There I started in 2018, while we've came into being since 2018, April to 18th, you can say. And um, I just started tapping uh, people. I started going to meet people. Like I had meetings with fashion designers, uh, with hemp companies. Uh, there were people like top designers of India as well who said that, oh, Natasha, we didn't even see hemp fabric. We had heard about it. So that was the first step and encouragement for me as well. I was, okay, that means I'm in the right path. Like it was just a thing that started with the thought and then it started taking shape. So then uh, that's how it started. And right now, uh, right now, yeah, it is where it started from a passion, you can say, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. I think I think uh, the question, I was gonna ask you what motivated you uh, to get involved with hemp, but you've answered that question already. The fact that hemp yeah. is literally growing naturally. Uh, so yeah. tell us about some of the products that you are, oh, sorry, not products, but some of the garments that you are making and manufacturing in, in Nepal and uh, who are your biggest customers? 
Um, so uh, the I started with textiles basically. So uh, my product line or thing would would say like is B two B. So I do blends of uh, hemp fabrics that is hemp cotton, hundred percent hemp and uh, hemp bamboo as well, hemp silk as well, hemp linen, any any blends you want. So we do that production because we can do small scale production as well. We don't need like large bulk of production to be done. We can start with hundred meters as well. And if someone is very passionate and wants to do different weaves as well, so we do that as well with 50 meters each as well kind of thing. And uh, basically what Nepal's uh, strength is uh, lies with the hand loom and the hand spun yarns as well, both, which is made in the far west of uh, Nepal side, which is the Bajura side. So they make uh, yarns themselves like from uh, seed till the end product is just like uh, done totally with hand. Uh, the farmers do it and uh, that is the fabric, 100% hemp uh, fabric that I uh, basically want to cater to the world, like, you know, because there are so many blends right now. People are saying 100% hemp, but it is not 100% hemp. So uh, that is the fabric that I basically want to work with, and I'm working on it to make products which the outer world is very interested in. So that comes directly from the village. It is thicker GSM 350 GSM fabrics. So in hemp line, those are the things recently. Uh, and then I did my hemp saris as well. Sari is something that uh, in our in our side like you know in the indian culture and nepal culture is uh very uh people wear it like ladies wear it so uh, i thought that okay why not just come out with hemp and bamboo saris so i came out with hemp saris bamboo saris that to hand woven in nepal with our uh, weavers who uh do like hand loom totally hand loom in limbu dhaka dhaka pattern is something which is of nepal traditionally of nepal the pattern kind of thing so that i started and recently then i came out with hemp papers as well with my fibers so fibers are sourced from nepal itself from bajura and with my team like i have a team of people now with hemp papers so after such a long time after 15 years i guess we are the first one in nepal who have come out with hemp papers right now so and apart from that any products line like you know oem kind of thing you want to start a brand so that's what wildweaves does uh, we try to design it for you as well and try to make products as well like any kind of design you want we do the manufacturing part as well with the collaboration of all the cottage industry of nepal actually so that's what wildweaves uh, focuses on with the product side and that's amazing. And uh, and I, I often find myself saying amazing quite a lot. And I do apologize because it, it, the fact that you're just doing it, uh, just getting on with, with manufacturing, sourcing and, and selling your product is, 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 is amazing for all of us. And uh, I'm trying to stop saying the word, but I, I, the reason why I, I, I do say this is that a lot of the people I've been interviewing and speaking with they tell me all the problems they're having specifically in, in government and in getting licenses and, and getting the, mm -hmm. the permissions required. I was recently speaking to uh, uh, someone from New Delhi who was telling me he was having a real uh, difficult time over in India. But it seems mm -hmm. that you've managed to, to overcome these issues. So what are the challenges for you based in Nepal um, expanding your business? So uh, first of all, uh, in Nepal, the first thing is uh, resources kind of thing, because still legally, what is grown in the wild, that is what we can just source from Nepal. It is not like kind of totally legal right now, but what is uh, already grown in the wild, we got, we, uh, the farmers convert that into yarns and uh, we uh, do the manufacturing of that and then we sell it kind of thing. We can import the yarns, uh, finer yarns, which is uh, allowed. 
uh, by the law. So we import the yarns and convert that into clothing fabrics. Till then, that is not a problem kind of thing. But uh, legalization is one, uh, one problem because obviously there is less supply and demand is more kind of thing. So with, with that, the cost effect, it affects the cost directly actually because uh, the supply is less and uh, the demand is more and people want more, but we can just, it's totally handloom industry. Still we are into handicraft industry. So the kind of uh, supply we can give, uh, we can't give it, but with the limited thing also cost makes a big factor in the industry in Nepal right now with which people don't understand, okay, this is something uh, in Nepal industry, in, inside Nepal, in, in Europe kind of thing, sending it to Europe sometimes, it is uh, kind of quality issues as well, what we have to face because handloom is such industry that if you get one product one time, the second time is not necessary, we get the same product kind of thing with the fabric itself, you know, and there will be like fine, there won't be like totally like parloon machine in fabrics kind of thing. So uh, with Nepal industry in this, in the handloom industry, uh, these are the problems uh, that I see uh, straight away with what we are facing. What is the, the production is being done? We do it kind of thing. We want to cater what is being produced for now. And uh, as it gets legalized, we are ready to, go into large production and supply more kind of thing. But right now, I guess it's just the legalization issue and some kind of quality issues, what our buyers want totally good uh, good quality, but we can't cater to that kind of thing because it's totally handloom. And, and therein lies the, the issue of any uh, manufacturing process has to be standardized if you want to play with the big players uh, internationally. Mm -hmm. And I suppose, yeah. you know, obviously there's been a little virus going around. It's called COVID. You may have heard mm -hmm. of it. So how, how has COVID affected you, your business, or have you been uh, not, not really been affected too much with being over in Nepal? Um, personally speaking, uh, it has its both. COVID has been a broad uh, pros and cons in my business for me personally actually I would say kind of thing uh, the negative side what it didn't happen was like because it is directly what we supply a business or what we are doing is we are catering to the consumers kind of thing right like uh, to a business kind of thing it's not directly to consumers as well business and then the business goes to consumers so obviously because of this uh, this like business uh, has been shut people are not the spending capacity has been less uh, people don't want to spend more. So looking at that, business don't want to invest on any new products kind of thing. And hemp is something that people are still getting used to it. In Nepal, in India, you can say, or abroad, obviously people are knowing about it kind of thing. European market has been like totally uh, soaked in uh, into hemp market. People know about it. There is awareness about it. But still in Nepal and India or in uh, Asian side, there is still a taboo about it kind of thing. So... Uh, I would say this is one uh, problem as well, what I face or what we face from our industry kind of thing is uh, uh, people don't understand that, okay, hemp is, uh, it has good properties, it has it is good. So that makes our fabric, because the supply is less, it, uh, the cost is more. So basically, uh, the business is directly related to consumers. So the consumers don't want to spend. So that's how the business doesn't want to spend. A new venture doesn't yeah. want to spend. And so that's how we also got affected because no one was ordering as well. Any new ventures wanted to start with the new uh, brand kind of thing. Uh, sustainability has come up so nicely. Everyone wanted to start with organic fabric, actually. Uh, 
so that was the pros and cons i was talking about so uh, pros has been that uh, many people uh, during this period of time we got a lot of networking many people came to know about this industry lots of taboo has been erased what the taboo was and uh, people are understanding what hemp is now so uh, what wild weaves is doing what natasha is doing kind of thing what hemp can do basically my motives to let people know what hemp uh, can do like as a fabric it is a very wonderful plant it is everything like it can save nature it is very good for environment kind of thing so in that networking part happened very nice during the COVID period as well you can say but uh, indirectly if you talk about business side uh, obviously we don't have much business still uh, what it has to be like the way hemp was running and we had so many 2020 april like you know 420 events as well like because it was 420 and it was 2020 so we had a lot of events during that uh, month of times so which we lost as well we lost a lot of business so business wise obviously it has been very uh, backwards but uh, if i see the positive side of it obviously we have done a lot of networking a lot of people came to know about uh, hemp and many conscious people have arisen so i got a chance to be a part of all those uh, community and uh, collective people who understand hemp and uh, for example being connected to you as well hemp conductive as well as during the pandemic time as well i think so <laughs> so it has its own own pros and cons yes and i think that's that seems to be as i talk to uh, manufacturers like yourself uh, mm -hmm. the, the, there's a, you're trying to get to a, a mass a certain mass that allows you then production and and those economies of scale but it's getting to that economies of scale of, of mass production and uh, and quality uh, and to to attract that investment uh, mm -hmm. you've you've talked a little bit about the opportunities but but for yourself or for the business what, what do you see is the plan for the next few years coming post covid coming out into this bright new land where we will be able to travel again and business confidence mm -hmm. will Greece, what are your plans for, let's say, the near term, next two or three years? Um, next two or three years, uh, my plan is to, like, uh, what has been, like, what I lost in two years, what I was planning to do in the next two years kind of thing, which I have lost. Obviously, uh, that has been uh, covered up in a way because a lot of networking happened, as I said. So I guess cater to that market still, do a lot of uh, marketing kind of thing, a lo lot of... Uh, uh, product developments kind of thing right now we are just with the uh, fabrics so might be while these will come out with many other products as well so uh, for example uh, all this linens and all like you know bed sheets and all that's a very upholstery market is very good so while we want to get into upholstery market into interior designing kind of market so cater more into this focus more into the product side uh, into the quality side where we can give the best quality and try our best to get do to do everything from Nepal basically like because uh, my thing is like okay why to import still because we have so much of potential so do a lot of R&D in between this time as we came out with hemp papers so go with the large scale of hemp papers because uh, that's how the concept of hemp papers started to not start do deforestation kind of thing why cut trees when hemp can be harvested three times a year and we can take out a lot of papers as well so maybe like you know just uh, i want to like 
increase the production of hemp papers and as many as people can use uh, hemp papers into their daily life as well just like notebooks uh, simple like paper as well so replace that with normal paper with hemp paper kind of thing so into the paper side is one thing and into the textile side also like uh, we want to come out with our own brand of clothing line so and cater with the best quality of textiles what while we is doing trying to do come up with more quality good quality and good uh, good processing parts you did mention it earlier and you mentioned again obviously about uh, the, the amount of hemp that you can produce in nepal so you mentioned about importing where are you importing from uh, our yarns uh, are coming from china the finer yarns they come from china actually and because China is the only country which has patents for now, like there are other countries as well, but uh, uh, we have been importing yarns from China since last 15 years. Uh, Nepal has been doing that for 20 years. So we have our fixed uh, trustworthy resources from which we do it. So uh, that's the reason we do it from just one source uh, because we are confident this person would just give us the right quality kind of thing. So importing from China for the time being right now, we are trying to take out our own yarns, which Nepal has been succeeded right now but it is a blend of uh, other fiber as well so in the final yarns nepal has come out with yarns uh, but still there is a lot of r&d process still to go into what quality china has been giving us still what is we are catering to the other market like uh, uh, so for now like it is just china i see and mm. and how can people get to learn about you and your company wild weaves where's the best way of getting in touch with you uh, uh, we have our Insta page as well, Wild Weaves, uh, W-Y-L-D-W-E-A-V-A-S. And uh, uh, Wild Weaves is coming out with its uh, website very soon. We'll launch in 2022 uh, with proper everything. So website will be also coming out very soon, So which, uh, which is one and a half months. For, so for now, we have our contact number, which I can drop it. And for WhatsApp, basically, so right now it is just WhatsApp and Instagram page and Facebook page. These three pages, uh, anyone, if they want to reach, they can reach through these portals right now. But website will be launched very soon as well, 2022. Well, look, Natasha, thank you for so much for your time today. I hope this is not the, the last time we speak with you. I'd love to get in touch with you uh, later on. And uh, once you have your website uh, launched, and that we can uh, check in with you and how you're getting on with your with your business. Yeah, yeah, certainly, certainly. Thank you, Andrew, so much for inviting me again, and best of luck to you as well. You're very welcome. Thank you, Natisha. Natisha from Wild Weaves, based in. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Search for the Hemp Collective podcast. We're also on Clubhouse. Uh, look for me at Andrew Potter every Sunday at 10 o'clock Brisbane time, which is 11 o'clock Melbourne and Sydney time. Uh, we open up a Clubhouse room and come and join us for a chat, conversation, all things hemp. If you want to contact us via email, it's podcast at thehempcollective.net.au. That's podcast at thehempcollective.net.au. Thank you for listening. Until next week, bye for now.